The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah, look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, this is James from Cave Dweller Music. Thanks for tuning in again. I am here with my co-host Brendan. And today we have two of the members of the Minneapolis dissident death band Nothingness joining us. Uh, we're going to talk about their new album, Superliminal. And today we have Barkley and Alex with us. Thanks for so much for coming on the show. We appreciate you taking the time. It's great to have you. Yeah, thanks for having us. No worries. Um, so basically, for anyone who doesn't know your music, um, do you want to just tell them a little bit about what you do in the band and, and what the band's about? Yeah, so... Uh, I'm Alex. I play guitar um, live, but for the band, I guess I just kind of like write the stuff. Um, Clay, you want to say who you are and what you do? Sure. Hey, I'm Clay and I'm the scream guy. Uh, and I handle all of the behind the scenes stuff in the band that Alex doesn't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Al's the primary songwriter. Um, I do the screaming and then we've got uh three other members that fill out our live band and then they also you know contribute ideas here and there to songs and structures and this that and the other thing but i was the primary songwriter and i'm the lyric guy and vocalist yep. so, so those other members they actually aren't on the album or they, they're just the live members or they did perform on the album as well um for both the albums i did all the strings mm -hmm. um and then jason did the drums on both of them okay. um but on this newest one, um, our second guitarist, Jub G, he whacked a vibra slap on a song. And mm -hmm. then um, Zen did some like, Zen is our bassist. Uh, they did some like backup vocals. Um, but instrumentally, it's all me. And then uh, it was our drummer, Jason. But now it'll be our current drummer, Eric Christensen. That's awesome. Like uh, genuinely impressive. I actually didn't know that when I reviewed the album. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so basically, how would you define your sound? I mean, um, obviously, everyone calls it something different, but mm. would you sort of say it's it's dissonant death metal is the best way to describe it? I certainly don't uh, disagree with that. Um, we just call it death metal to keep it easy. Right. Um, but, you know, like nitty gritty, I feel like we've thrown around the phrase like black and like death doom, I guess. Black mm -hmm. and death doom, dissonant, black and death doom. Uh so that's why we've now decided to dub it cauldronous death metal because we just mix all of those different metals together in a big pot and melt it down. And that's yeah. just our sound. I like that. We're yeah. It's a good sound. None of it's like on purpose or anything like that. Is that it's why it's kind of hard for us to like pin it down. Right. Because um, we listen to a bunch of different stuff and, I, you know, we like a bunch of different stuff ab about that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so there's just kind of a lot of crap going on in the music but that makes it harder for me personally to pin down and so i just call it death metal just to keep it easy basically yeah right i mean everyone kind of has their own approach to the whole genre thing um some people are completely obsessive over it and some people think the whole thing's stupid so i'm i'm personally one of those people just because i i write about music I, classifying it makes so much sense to me um, mm -hmm. but uh yeah I, I i do like that term cauldron is death metal that that's a good, i might have to use that <laughs> yeah that's a good yeah. one that's that's uh, what we have started using in our bios and stuff just to quick sum everything up because some people have pointed out like the sort of post-metal influences and stuff mm -hmm. that show up but you'd never call our music post-metal and you'd never really no. call it black metal or even it doesn't doom long enough so we're just like all right 
called Nurse Death Metal because we like all these different types of metal. There's some grind elements to it too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I guess like what what would you guys classify it as? I'm always interested to hear like what other people call uh, it. That that kind of is like fun for me for some reason. I would probably say like uh, atmospheric dissonant death metal. Just because cool. you have that whole the, you have the whole cavernous thing going on, like uh, which is what I loved. One of the things I loved about the album that like sort of cave like effect that it all sounds yeah. like this reverberating out of the earth. Um, yeah, so that, that's that's what I go with. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'd echo that as well. The uh, cavernous, it's just dissonant. And then, yeah, it's just it's heavy. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. That, yeah. I mean, like a lot of the times it's like, what is it? I, I, I guess it's just heavy a lot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Shrug it heavy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, so- it's not too fast. It's not too slow. It's got riffage, you know, it's. Yeah. It, has this like awesome little moments in each kind of in each song, you know, like there's it's, it's nice. That's really nice. Hell yeah. Appreciate it, dude. We, um, we actually talked about this with, with another guest uh, recently. I don't know if you know the band Morgue Supplier. No, oh, I've never. Uh, heard. Yeah. I like um, joking about Morgue Supplier's name because I like to imagine that they supply the instruments and not the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. I'm familiar with Morgue Supplier. We were chatting with um, their vocalist. He's also in uh, Drug Honky. Um, and he w- we were kind of discussing the point that there's a lot of dissonant death metal out there that never gives you sort of that break, where it's just consistent dissonance from start to finish. Mm. And like some people love that. But for me personally, I, I appreciate a band that can actually take some time to step back a little bit and actually put some atmosphere into it. Um, because it, yeah. it adds another level, it adds a complexity, but it also kind of gives you some breathing space so you don't get burned out um like immediately yeah. off the first track type thing so i think the fact yeah. that you guys kind of balanced it there uh, it works really well yeah it makes sense i think uh it's just kind of like a like a, what we desire to hear basically is what we're trying to make so we we want i want to hear stuff that's like got some dissonance to it and some like snarl but mm-hmm. I, I also like when it'll have like a cool melody or like a catchy mm-hmm. groove or you know, something weird to break it up. I don't right. like the same thing all the time. I'm definitely pretty ADD. Right. Well, that was my, I don't know if you have guys have any opinions on the new artificial brain album, but that was my issue with it. It was too, like a little too packed, like a little too claustrophobic um, compared to yeah. the previous yeah. albums. Yeah. I think that the newest one is really good. And I, I like the uh, use of like more melody for sure. But uh something that I feel like was missing from it was the breaks that the, the earlier records have where it just kind of like pummels you for a while or it like grooves out a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or their, their self-titled reminded me and could like draw a straight parallel to stare into death or be still the, whatever the la- latest all straight record is called mm-hmm. yeah, where, yeah, yeah. where it's very, it's very vibey like the whole time and doesn't quite give you that like aggression and chunk that um something like infrared horizon had a bunch of where all of a sudden it just yeah it just beats you up grooves out beats yeah. it up yeah yeah so I, I, yeah it wasn't my you know personal favorite again it's still mm-hmm. super great but I prefer yeah. earlier ulcerate and earlier artificial brain than their two most recent offerings oh yeah I agree. definitely I always described ulcerate as like a more organized primitive man <laughs> <laughs> dude yeah, yeah that guy Prim- can see that. Primitive man with the dial set, just a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So who who would you kind of say, I guess, are your main influences then? Because you've pulled from so many different places. Who who do you guys like? Who do you love? Um, for me, um, the, the 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 original idea of nothingness was kind of to like draw a lot out of like my obsession with God flesh and mm-hmm. kind of like take that filter in a death metal direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that like totally panned out because a lot of other shit wound up happening and all sorts of other weird stuff. But I think uh, my one of my biggest influences is definitely God flesh. Um, probably, you know, I really like Burnt by the Sun a lot, mm. um, like an older relapse band that uh, they're like metalcore, but it's like just riff after riff after riff. And it kind of made me realize like you can make a song that is structured and makes sense, but it never isn't a riff that's just like fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cloud kicker too for you. Yeah. Cloud kicker was a pretty big one early on. I'd say for this newest record, biggest influences are probably like teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. God, Great. Band. Uh, convulsing altars um devourment a lot of stuff like that yeah yeah with and then it also you know you can't help but escape the cannibal corpse and morbid angel like grounds that were set for death metal stuff so like some of our yeah sort of off kilter riffing gets compared to morbid angel a lot some of you know are more like you know just fuck you parts i guess um kind of corpsey and i've had a couple people say that i've got some we've got corpse grinder at home vocals so (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah i don't know i feel like the morbid angel stuff people are picking up on is just my like uh super deep obsession with like what i call trucker riffs but basically it's like when the double kick is still running so it sounds like truck tires are rolling and then you just like chunk in a groove on top of that. Like Morbid Angel is kind of like the OG rolling double kicks with like a groovy chunk over it type thing. Right. So I think that could be where people are picking up on it. But otherwise, yeah, I don't know. I'm not definitely not going for any Morbid Angel stuff. I feel like those like uh, the founding seminal bands of death metal, if, if you play extreme metal, someone's going to compare you to one of those bands like it's always going to come back to cannibal corpse obituary um like you know any of those big bands no matter what you play someone's going to say you sound like that (laughs) even if you're not going for that at all yeah they they are seminal for a reason it it makes sense that what like what they did echoes through everything that happens now within the genre so i i I, it does make sense for sure and it's like oh sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say and i think uh technically like inspiration wise it's more that we take inspiration from like bands like ethos and way of going about things where like we don't sound anything like the body but i really appreciate the body's like constant like needing to experiment and just create the most horrifying sounds yeah i'm stoked yeah I'd, i'd take more influence from like bands ethos as opposed to direct sound yeah interesting i dig that i dig it those guys yeah, are like sense. absolutely prolific. Like the, the amount of music that they've created is just them and thou. Like them and thou are just like unstoppable. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And also a little bit of full of hells kind of mixing everything together and just mm. saying saying fuck it and just going for, you know, grinding, sometimes death, sometimes doom, sometimes power noise, stuff sometimes like that where rock stuff. Like they full of hell gets away with a lot of 
stuff and they just call themselves like a punk rock band or like a grindcore band but they've got a lot of shit going on yeah it's like an audible wall of sound you know it's like, yeah it's sweet. Smashed you, but you can hear it all oh yeah i was just gonna say like i, I love those bands at the moment like the, those guys thou and like any of those ones we just talked about and the fact that they collaborate so much with such different partners um yeah i think that's what makes them so captivating is they push boundaries by just teaming up with sometimes people you wouldn't expect at all like the emma ruth rundle stuff with thou it's like no one saw that coming and then that would just turn up with mismore after that like it's a completely different direction yeah yeah it is really cool to hear bands like that like collaborate with someone who you're just like how like what wh- like why and then it turns out it's fucking sweet yeah yeah it's definitely cool. I like like splits too and stuff like that too, where you can kind of go on like a cool concept, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Some splits hit really hard when the bands like latch together and have like a cohesive concept and you can kind of tell they wrote their songs like referencing each other. That shit's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. There's um one of my favorites was from uh, Terminal Nation and Cruelty last year. And Ooh. um they did um I want to say the singer from Terminal Nation did a song like uh, some vocals with Cruelty on one of their songs on it, and like it's yeah. just it's awesome, like like stuff like that. It just it it's cohesive, even though it was different bands, you know. And it mm-hmm. it was it was badass. I I listen to it all the time, and I love it. Cruelty fucking rules. Their uh, yeah newest record that's coming out on Profound Lore. Those two singles they have out sound pissed. Yeah, dude, I love it. Thick. Some of my favorite sounds. Oh yeah, one of the uh, the coolest split ideas I've seen uh, is from a Canadian band called uh, Suum, and uh, they did a split with another band. And instead of like creating new songs together, they actually just flipped it around and played each other's songs on the split. Oh, that's fucking sweet! And I loved it. That was like such a cool concept. I, I was like, I, have, I haven't heard that. Could you let me know more? Who's the band? Suum, S-E-U-M, Fatima was the other band. So Suum and Fatima. And yeah, it's just two tracks, but they're playing each other's songs. And I just think it's, I'd love to see more of that. Idea, actually. Yeah, that's fucking sweet. I think we could bully Suffering Hour into doing something like that. Dude. Yeah, do it. (laughs) I love it. They're like splits. Like I said, they're some of my favorite things because you can get like a couple bands together and then you know you get a variety i feel like it's it's cool it's like those little collaborations are neat yeah yeah we uh, uh i talked to gabri from um cosmic future faction a little while ago about possibly doing a split with us in the future i think that would be pretty sweet that would be awesome yeah cosmic future faction is definitely one of my favorites for sure he's got riffs yeah, yeah man for sure so i guess um as far as those are your influences, but what do you guys listen to at the moment? So who, who are some other bands that you're kind of vibing, like maybe like newer bands who, who who's fresh on the scene that you guys are enjoying? I can't stop spinning that anachronism record. Um, Meanders. If you've, yeah, that chance, that's uh, probably so far my favorite record of the year. Cause I think that's uh, when we were talking about dissonant, but they understand how to use it. Like that's a, a masterwork of like dissonant death metal done well. Um, yeah without becoming overbearing yeah that so the thing about that album that i like as well is like the further it goes into it i feel like the better it gets like every every track just kind of tops the previous one until a certain point but like the first two are kind of warming you up and then three maybe it's four onwards is just like stellar Mm -hmm. yeah i love when albums 
gets stronger as it goes on versus like kind of having the best shit at the right away. And then it slowly gets weaker. Yep. Yeah. I, definitely not the way to do a full length in my opinion. I agree. Have the banger start at number three. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have the first two be like, Oh yeah. Okay. And then three is just like a fucking sledgehammer. Just like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're going. Um, what about you, Alex? I've been listening to as far as like newcomers to the like scene or whatever. Um, best new band in my opinion is this band called Worn Mantle. Um, they're Jeez. from Minneapolis, actually. Um, but they play like stuff in the vein of like Alterage and um, Portal and Impetuous Ritual, but like they kind of add their own like weird flair to it. There's punk parts. There's like just straight up black metal parts. There's these crazy like melody tapping parts. I don't know. Like, how would you describe it, Maddie? Like pretty. Yeah. It's just it's, like, it's noisy sometimes too. Like the. Sure. It, so um, reminds me of plowshare a little bit. Yeah. I could see that plowshare, but yeah. Warren Mantle is probably one of the coolest new bands I can think of. Yeah. Um, I actually uh, reviewed that album when it came out. Uh, I love oh, that album. It's fucking wild. Yeah. yeah, they're um self-titled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. You're also you're not the first uh band to mention them. Hell yeah. 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 That's- I was trying I'm looking through my notes to find who it is. I'll find it in a minute, but like um I'm like, oh my god, you're not the first ones to mention them. And hell fucking yes, that band rips. Yeah, yeah fantastic. For a new band, like I feel like they should be getting way more love because that shit's really wild and it's like it's it's definitely in that vein, but I think it stands alone because of the weird, like just different stuff they decide to do with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We we played. The, yeah. What we played their first show and they killed it live too. Yeah. Like their yep, long their form. As- we um. So yeah. we actually do like once a month, like a theme week where we like uh, only look at artists from a, a country or region, and we did Midwest, and that's how I found them. I did a deep dive into Bandcamp. And uh, came across those guys. So I was trying to find like, you know, like smaller bands to try and get some spotlight too. And that's how I yeah, found those guys. And I'm so glad I did. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, they're great. The next thing uh, I'm really excited about is uh, the new Blindfold and Led to the Woods album. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard of From New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, they're kind of chunky, dissonant, weird. Um, their most recent album that's out, um, Nightmare Withdrawals. Super good. And then like before that, they were kind of a comedy band, I think. Mm-hmm. Or at least they had comedy songs, titles and stuff. But no, uh, I really like Nightmare Withdrawals. And I'm, they just released that new single, Methlehem. So good. And I'm looking Methlehem? forward to Methlehem? Yeah, yeah, Methlehem. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, they're called, they're called Blindfolded and Led to the Woods. Like, Yeah, it's, <laughs> I suppose. It's good, man. Yeah, they're uh, on um they're on prosthetic. I think the new album's coming out through prosthetic as well. Yes, cool. it is. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That's another one that um I like those guys and what they do. Yeah, they're sweet. I'm looking forward to the new cruelty for sure. I want that to fully come out. Yeah, um, I'm excited. And then I'm, I'm just checking checking my bandcamp wish list and I've got uh Profane Order just sitting there. Oh yeah, um, they're they're one of the best war metal bands, period. Yep. Haven't pulled the trigger on it just yet, but uh, that's another one that I have very much enjoyed. Yep, they rule. They're from uh, Quebec, I think, right? Is that where they're from? 
Montreal, Quebec. Yep, Mont- you're correct. Oh, yep. Yeah, Montreal, Quebec. Quebec. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got it. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zulu. Uh, I don't know if you've heard them. They have Zulu? an album. Yeah. Uh-uh. They're like a uh, power violence kind of grindcore thing. Ooh, hell yeah. I like power violence Good. a lot. I just oh. wish listed just wish listed one of their records. Check you should check out, out um our power violence grind called charity song that we just put out. It's uh came out uh start of the month. We did like what is it like forty-four tracks, I think, of Grindcore and Power yeah. Violence. Um it's, it's on, our, on it's on our bank camp, camp, yeah. Oh hell yeah, okay. Yeah, some good stuff on there. Mork Supplier actually opens the the sampler. Um but it's all, all proceeds are to Doctors Without Borders, so sweet. That's awesome. I think I think yeah. I saw that we got a band camp Friday coming up. Yeah, that's um, a lot. So I think like that's our last day of it up. Yeah, so, well, I think we're ending it this weekend, like, but we're going to push it hard on band camp Friday because all the money goes to charity that way, which is awesome. Yeah, I've been, I've been loading up for another like dump where I get my wish list real big and then buy a bunch of shit. Loading up yeah. for another dump. Hell yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you, can, you can you you can clip that out and keep that. <laughs> <laughs> soundbite cool. <laughs> um, um, i've been listening to a bunch of mariachi music lately i don't know if you guys are into mariachi <laughs> music at all but that shit yeah no just like straight up mariachi this guy kuko sanchez he fucking rules like yeah. super fast it's he's got some fast stuff a lot of slow stuff and then he just just he does this like demonic yell I, ju- I looked it up on Google. Apparently, it's called the Grito. It's it like is. a traditional Mexican thing to do this crazy yell. And he does it in the songs, and it's just nuts, dude. It's some evil shit. I'm going to have to check that out. I, uh, yeah. I live in San Diego, so we got like a bunch of mariachi music down here, but I've never actually like invested in it. So maybe I need to investigate more. I think you should. It's just like, I don't know. Lately, it's, it just makes me feel really good. And I, I don't know. It just rules. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's uh, I've actually gotten really into like Afrobeat music recently because we, we kind of had this partnership with this Afrobeat blog, and it's like it's a whole the same with mariachi, like a whole genre of music I just never paid attention to until now, and I'm so glad that I finally like took the yeah. time to look into it. Yeah, sometimes you'll just come across stuff that's like you have no reason not to check it out, but you just never have, and then it's like okay, damn, right? This exactly. Is on exactly. Um, yeah, so I listen to a lot. I listen to a lot of synthwave sometimes in my free time too. Ooh, nice Band, bands like the Midnight and whatnot. If I'm not listening to metal, I'll just vibe out with synthwave. Do you like um, Carpenter Brute? Have you listened to that at all? Oh, oh yeah, oh, oh, Carpenter yeah. Brute. Yeah, love that. That's good stuff. What did we, uh, I've just been listening to this record? My girlfriend showed me. It's uh, this Russian. I think they call it like post punk synth pop. It's called Molchat Doma. Oh, they're great! Yeah, yeah, fucking awesome! Yeah, that's a, they call they call themselves Soviet Wave, um, Soviet, <laughs> Soviet Wave, uh, India apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, they actually played here recently, but I only saw the tickets on sale after they were like sold out. I was like super bummed about. It, it was only twenty bucks as well. I was like, ah, that would be a great show. Man, yeah, I would kill to see them live. To me, they're like, um, like like a Russian drab majesty. That's just like what my ears hear. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I love Drab Majesty too. They're really good. What did you think of um, the latest album? I actually really like the new one, the Mochat Doma one. 
Uh, I don't know if I've heard that one. I think the only one I've been listening to a lot is this uh, 2018 record with like the buildings on it. Right. Yeah, that's the most famous one, I think. Yeah. I, oh, I didn't even know. There's the new one's called Monument. Yeah, it's really good. Check it out. It's it's a little different to to that one, but it's it's great. Cool. Yeah, I'll have to check it out because that building one is awesome. I've been listening to that a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's like Eastern European cold wave, but like heavy on the Eastern European. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guitar is loud as hell. It's it just is. like the loudest thing in the mix. It's fucking sweet. <laughs> so I was going to yeah. ask as well, um, with the with Superliminal, do you want to tell us a little bit about like sort of the the process behind the album, like how where the ideas come from, how did you record that one? Um, the album came about um, right at the end of the first one's recording process. I was just kind of like doing the same thing I do, um, just kind of like getting fucked up and recording guitar in my computer and then going back and picking out riffs and kind of fleshing out a song. And I had a few songs written right as we finished up the first record. Um, and then the pandemic hit pretty soon after that. And so we kind of had to take a break. Um, and so I just kind of sat on some ideas for that year and a half period. And towards the end of it, I got into a groove and started kind of fine tuning everything. Um, but basically the writing process for everything, nothingness is just, you know, getting inebriated uh, in whatever way. And then pressing record on the computer and playing guitar sort of like stream of consciousness style and sometimes that will turn into a full song in one shot like on this record um in violet viscera i just put i was i just took a bunch of acid and then like after a couple hours i was started playing guitar and i hit record played that first note and then played the entire song just like in a run and stopped recording and that was that awesome uh, <laughs> but some stuff is like I'll get a minute of riffs and then have to sit on that and kind of decide where would it go from here? Where would it be cool to go? Like, what if I repeat this part or kind of switch things around? And then I start bouncing versions off the other guys if I'm like stuck or, uh, you know, want to see what they think about it. And then sometimes they'll be like, oh, you should do this part again, but do it like this or uh you know like this we need to have like a really heavy part come here um and yeah we basically just did that for like i don't know clay what would you say like it was probably maybe a year and a half of me sort of putzing around just kind of pumping stuff out here and there and then maybe like six months of us all kind of being like okay let's fucking hammer this out yeah part of the big reason why it took such a long time between N1 and N2 is that, yeah, the pandemic hit about six months after our first record came out. And so we went out and played a bunch of shows and we're like gearing up to go play shows and stuff. And then all of a sudden everything came crashing down and then we were just sort of like stuck and weren't sure what to do. So yeah, we kind of just vibed for a little bit there and yeah, you pumped out and we have a shared Dropbox folder that Al uploads all of his songs to. And so there was like probably 20 tracks by the time um, we got to the point in it was probably like middle of 2021 like we kind of took like a year of just sort of trying to you know find out how to live in uh lockdown society mm -hmm. and then middle of 2021 we took a look at all the tracks and stuff and some of them like horrendous incantation were done before covid even started and we were like yeah mm -hmm. that's absolutely going on the record and then other ones the anvil like, that one was done 
Oh yeah. Like we, early 2019. Yeah. It was one of the first ones that we started playing live is just sort of like a new song when 2021, like we were able to play shows and stuff again towards the end of that year. We were just like, oh, yeah, let's yeah. start playing the Anvil live, even though we haven't even begun to think about recording it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cool. I think, I think um, what's that one song? That's the working title is sad man. That's but, Temple uh, of Broken Swords. Temple of Broken Swords, yeah. That one was done pretty early, too. Because um, that was when we were sad about COVID and staying at home, and you were just, <laughs> down, in, you were just down in your basement, sadly yeah. riffing away. Just drinking <laughs> beer and playing World of Warcraft until, like, 6 in the morning. Not, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but... No, it was, <laughs> it was worse for some of us in certain ways, but... yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of the recording process was a little bit kind of um, long or the writing process was kind of long and stretched out. And there was like sort of phases where there were some songs that got done real early, some songs that kind of gestated for a while because Al also had written Beacon of Loss. And then it just sort of got lost in the Dropbox folder because we were so busy working on a couple of different songs and trying to figure out where they'd fit and flow in the album. And then as we got towards the end of the like finalization process where like, all right, these are probably going to be the eight songs we use. Um, I listened to Beacon of Loss again. And I was like, wait a minute, forgot about this one. And then pitched it back to Al. And I was like, we got to like finish this song or like kind of finish fleshing it out and find a place for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Beacon of Loss was the second to last song added. And then Al wrote um, Decimation Mechanism like on the fly right before uh, we went in to go record. Yeah, that one was just kind need, of like another yeah, we sort. Need, we needed a closing track, and he was like, "All right, I'll get going on that." Yeah, <laughs> kind of came together. Um, yeah, that Dropbox, like we have, uh, I've got another, well, a couple projects that I have uh, like EPs and stuff for that. Eventually, we'll get out there, but we all kind of just like sort of share like a musical folder and just chuck our ideas in there and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I recommend more people do that with their friends. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. And we've done things where we do uh, like song races where we uh, like Zen, Al and I will get together and we have 15 minutes to write a song and then we all upload it to the Dropbox and share it and listen together. And yeah, and just see what the fuck happened. Yeah. That's so awesome. we have like 15 minute songwriting competitions and stuff just to keep our blades sharp, which goes back to like the ideas behind Temple of Broken Swords. We were talking about like keeping our blades sharp. And then we were like, man, we got dull there for a bit where it was just like drinking and not really like working on stuff or like working towards anything. Getting so that's, fat. Yeah. That's how, that's how that song sort of came to be. That's large. A lot of superliminal is like a look inside lyrically where it's like dealing with trauma and doing drugs is the thing that almost all the songs can be brought back to either in like sort of a metaphysical context, like um, in violet viscera and catapult into hyperspace where, um, it takes a real long view and then like temple of broken swords and like the anvil is really just like this is how i'm feeling and how i want to get better and stuff right interesting so it's a very uh personal album it sounds like then yeah i i think it's definitely like nothing the first one we kind of it's definitely a personal album still but we were just kind of like excited to be you know, making an album and being a band and 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 making songs and stuff. Uh, and this one, it seemed like we're it. The more we kind of like understand what we're doing, what we're going for, like the closer shit gets. I don't know. It just just naturally, probably. Yeah, your heartstrings get tied up in your stuff. Yeah, you, you just we 
know what you're doing more or like, I don't know, just the longer you spend with something, the closer you get to it, I guess. Right. Of course. It becomes passion. And then especially because <laughs> you just started sort of climbing like that. And then right as you were climbing, chopped off by COVID. Then it was like that right. huge delay, just the frustration. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's really cool that you guys were like, you know, doing that song competition stuff and like kind of like, you know, challenging each other like to like, I think that's really a, that's really, it's a cool core thing that you guys do, you know, I think it's neat. It's fun. Yeah. I feel yeah. like, uh, I don't know. I feel like more people should do stuff like that. Cause it's just, it's just fun. And like, it's a cool way. I feel like a lot of people when it comes to writing or creating really anything, they sort of like immediately get this like defeatist, like, I don't know if it's a mentality or what, but a lot of people are just like, they, they immediately are like, I'm creating something, but I don't think it's going to be good. You know, I don't think I'm good or whatever, but if it's right. just like you and your friends and you're like, Hey, fucking, you know, let's do, we got 15 minutes, just whip up some crap and send it. And everyone's just like, whatever, having fun. Like sometimes you'll actually make something that you like, and then you'll realize like, Whoa, that, that the pretense I have in my head is bullshit. Like right. it's, kind of, it's kind of like making music for yourself versus making music for other people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As long, like if it, if what you're doing, whether if it's music or not, like pleases you and makes you stoked, like, boom, you, you won, you're done. Like that's, that, that should be the mission in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, to and to sounds like how we want it to sound. So like when we get, you know, some people don't get it or like give it a bad review or whatnot. Like, we just kind of laugh it off and we're like, all right, whatever. Like they didn't get it and or they don't like it, but we do. Well, and so we don't care. There's some people that uh, like, there's like a certain vocal style that like I can't really stand. And like the band could be just insane crushing it. And then all of a sudden, like these, this, like, you know, this style comes about and I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, I get it's it too. Tough. I've got some stuff like that. You know, there's certain yeah. sounds. Some people fucking love it, you know, and yep. I, some, sometimes I'm just like, shit, man, I, I just can't, I can't, I can't. Yep. Yeah. Same. So that's, that's the beauty of music and the subjectivity of it. So that's why like the idea of like thinking of the record as a personal record, like almost all records should be, because if you're going to bother writing something, you should put yourself into it and um, of have it, have it be for you. So that's like yeah. the same ideas being a chef you know you're like oh i'm gonna make this special meal and then like you don't want to just put out some shit just to do it (laughs) (laughs) well yeah and that's it's funny um some people have like made food metaphors to our music and i was thinking about that and i was like man our music is probably like a good stew where it's like uh there's a whole bunch of different stuff in there it's not like gonna be served you like a four course meal where some artists like really take the time to like separate stuff out and think things through. And like, we just throw everything in there, but all the ingredients are quality where it's like, yeah. Oh, here's, here's a little bit of, you know, blackened riff and here's a little bit of doom part. And like, <laughs> it's just a big old stew full of like stuff that we like. Well, yeah, it's a cauldron, you know? And like, Damn. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> end of episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Done. <laughs> uh, brendan i just noticed uh time wise did you want to i know you have a bunch of questions you wanted to get through as well do you want to kind of launch into uh, some of those uh sure uh well i guess while we're um 
talking about food um oh yeah a little you know what what's why why tell me about a walleye sandwich Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> all right a walleye sandwich yeah, it's, uh, it's minnesota fair um there's yeah. a number number of different types of walleye sandwiches but like yeah if you get like a nice blackened walleye sandwich from like a locally caught place like up in duluth or something those things fucking slap yeah. Have you guys ever had walleye? I've had um, walleye, um, and yes, 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 I have. It's good. It's pretty good for like a lake whitefish. I think uh, walleye's pretty solid, but it's still just like a white lake fish, you know? Um, I don't know. I like salmon a lot. Salmon's fucking really good, but a walleye sandwich can hit if it's done right. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, if you like burgers, I'm sure almost everybody likes burgers. Um, but I oh, yeah. do think that the best burger um, is the Juicy Lucy. Damn. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's pretty hard to beat, man. A freaking nice burger with just melting cheese in the middle of it. I think so- yeah. I think sometimes people go a little too hard with trying to uh, overdo the burger recipe because I just feel like you get you know a good solid burger, cheese, bun and then like whatever condiment and bacon or something like that you're good to go but yeah there's some like there's some juicy lucy's where they're packing them full of peanut butter and jelly and like going way too hard yeah no (laughs) yeah there's juicy lucy's with like fucking jam in them and shit yeah and they're like they're like yeah here here's an onion marmalade uh inside of a burger (laughs) and it's just like it's like man these some of these spots are trying too hard but yes like a good old-fashioned just like Throw a yeah. bunch of cheese and melt it down in between patties, so you get like that, um, like perfect, like gooey molten lava cake burger. Yo, like, yo. Rules. Appreciate a juicy Lucy that isn't an absolute disaster of a mess. If it can <laughs> like be eaten pretty well, that's bonus points in my opinion. Yeah. If you guys are ever um, touring down in San Diego, there's a place called um, the Friendly Tavern that you should 100% get burgers at. It's uh, it's, kind of, it's like this little hole in the wall place. They have like five items on the menu, no substitutions, no like you can't change anything on the burgers. Hell um, yeah! They have like one called the Shit Kicker. Like that's the type of place <laughs> it is. Um, and the the cheeseburger there is literally just two patties, cheese some sauce and then like it's a smash patty so squash down and oh yeah it sounds super basic but it's literally one of the best burgers i've eaten in my whole life and it'll, it'll sit you back like five bucks or something yep nah. see that those are the best places when they just no bullshit straight meat burgers just like done right and it's not overpriced exactly yeah that's i don't i don't need onion straws and barbecue sauce and a1 sauce and you know where the burger gets all of a sudden like 18 ingredients and super tall yeah i'm not um, a huge yeah. fan of like those just like insanely massive like steakhouse burgers just like full of a ton of crazy shits yeah, yeah. Like, i don't know not to eat yeah it's like, like yeah, smash it down and like put it in a vice to eat it yeah it's just a mess it's hard to eat and like i feel like you're not even getting all those flavors anyways like you're, it's still it's a, it's just a fucking like hell mess, <laughs> right? Like, exactly. it, like if you could unhinge your jaw like a snake, you know, maybe. But <laughs> you know, I always go with the Guy Fieri hunch. You got to yeah, get, yeah. get up on top of it. <laughs> yeah. I try and do that too, but then like I I always end up getting like juicy burger going down my arms. 
Yeah. Oh true. yeah, dude. The burger juice is the worst. And if I get sticky hands, I'm pissed. I get pissed. <laughs> if, if, if I end up with like sticky hands, depending on where I'm at with like the burger, I'm either going to like, just say fuck it and just finish it. Or like, I'll have to like get up and wash my hands and like, be like, damn, yeah. dude, I have like, down to my elbows just reset and, reset like, the whole thing be like all right let's start this meal over i'm gonna go wash my hands we're gonna sit down we're gonna that's a valid napkin yeah. yeah i feel like that's an interesting like moment though there's like a certain time in the burger where it's like okay i'm already this far i'm not letting go <laughs> right like, right right what happens, happens i'm going <laughs> i wonder if that's different for everyone after like a couple bites someone might be like oh man that's that's enough i'm <laughs> i can't stop yeah <laughs> we need we need a scientific paper on this yeah, what's everyone's where, breaking point? Where's the burger <laughs> threshold? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the uh, benefit to mess threshold. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Because it, it's like one of those things too. Is like you know, I've like gone to like some places and gotten like a sandwich, and like they're like, oh yeah, it's got like some mustard on it, and then like it ha- it came with like a quarter of the bottle on it, and you're just like, <laughs> uh, you know, a little bit of mustard's great, so a lot of bit of mustard's better, like, you know, like, yeah. what the hell's going on? Yeah, sometimes like, you can't have too much. You can, because the, the bread gets soggy, and that ruins the burger completely. Like, I, I yep. ordered from this place that's meant to be really good, and I literally had to get a refund, because the, they put so much sauce that, A, the burger would not stay together, the buns were sliding off the top and the bottom, <laughs> And B, my thumb went through the bread when I try to pick it up. Oh, I like, no. Yeah, I can't. I can't eat this. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I can't eat this. became a fork and knife burger. Yeah, no, fuck that. That's just like a fucking meatloaf at that point. It's just, yeah. like, I don't. I don't care about like that. It's just like I can't do the texture of wet bread. It's like it's disgusting. Like, oh yeah, uh, it's it's gross. What do you think of uh, French onion soup then? If it's meant to be like that, it's one thing. Because like, I, maybe it's a mental thing. I don't know. If you're expecting it to be that texture, that's fine. If it's meant to be bread and it's a liquid, it's not. My brain's like, no. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. Does not compute. I can't. Yeah, I, can't I can't hold this soup. Up. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no integrity in this bread. Exactly. <laughs> what does this bread even stand for? <laughs> Uh, yeah i I was gonna say uh where's been your um uh favorite uh, place to play live uh locally and then outside of your city um i think our favorite place locally was part wolf probably oh yeah easily yeah but they're gone now so locally Uh, it's kind of um been a little bit of a struggle as of the last year and a half two years um because a lot of stuff closed down uh i don't know clay i think the last really cool show we played that i felt was fun and cool was at this place called the eagles mm-hmm. like yeah. a little vfw it's just a shithole and you just play on the ground and i don't know it was fun yeah i say there's there's tears to shows um i think we played up at the fargo brewing company's hall or whatever the like the fargo brewing hall and um that was like a big stage beautiful sound system um like 600 capacity room we played with mall and was it rottenness that was on there too mall and rottenness and stuff. rottenness mall um yeah and that that show ruled so like out of state um that fargo brewing company was uh a great spot to play and 
Also, yeah. we just gave you a wristband and it was uh free craft beer. Like as long as you had the wristband on, you could just go get whatever craft beer they had. So it that's awesome. Like a, yeah, it wasn't like a you know, you get two drink tickets and you go buy a two Coors lights or whatever. Um yeah, yeah it's just full-fledged Fargo Brewing Company, like oatmeal stout and hazy IPA and triple laser beam fucking whatever <laughs> craft IPA. <laughs> And yeah, you can yep. just have as many as you want because you had the wristband on. So that yeah, it was a really cool venue to play. Um, uh, and yeah, locally we're playing um a couple of newer ones coming up here, or not newer, but newer to us. We haven't played the Caboose before, but I'm excited to give that stage a spin. Um, that's where a lot of shows like in, I've seen Enslaved there, and I've seen Wolves in the Throne Room, and some uh, nice. bigger, bigger touring acts come through there. So Nile, Nile yeah, played. We're gonna get an opportunity to play that. Um. Hopefully we get to play Seventh Street uh some point soon, but that's uh probably my my favorite venue for our size of um like band. It's yeah. it's smaller side stage for first Ave, and it, it, the room is just rad. It sounds great. It's always loud, but like real tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the type of place that like Thantafaxith and um Primitive Inter- Man and stuff uh, have rolled it, through yeah. and it's just been perfect for that room because it's, you know, mm-hmm. probably like a 300 capacity cap. So like it's mm-hmm. still pretty small, but like you get pretty like it just it feels full with uh, those bands. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's that's probably yeah. the last spot is Skyway. Um, I like, I'd, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like Skyway more if it didn't have such like shitty parking straight in the middle of downtown. Mm. Yeah. Parking can make or break a spot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm planning, yeah, on, like... planning on going and seeing a show at Studio B this weekend. And I was like, Ugh, now I got to like plan ahead to go drive into downtown and go fucking park down there. <laughs> yeah. It's it's never fun. That That's a pretty shit location for getting to and from it. It sucks as well when it's like a venue is like way out of the way and you want to drink for a show or something. It's like, well, that Uber's <laughs> going to cost me. I can't even drive that. <laughs> right. <laughs> be like 30 bucks, 40 bucks or some shit. I know. It's like, because most of those shows are like $15 tickets or something. And you're like, well, it's yeah. like double the ticket price to actually get to the show if I want to drink. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. But that's what you do. Yeah. You got to go to, if if you if the band you want to see is playing, um, for me, it really doesn't matter where they're playing. Um, right. If the ticket's ridiculously priced, eh, that's probably going to be a setback. I might not go, but if it's somewhere I'm not super in love with, I'll still go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear that. I hear that for me yeah. lately. It's, it's been like, I can't, I just got to make sure I can drive back home. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, it's too late. I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Show, shows that start at like 9 PM. And then like the, you know, closer band that you go to see, doesn't even go on until midnight or something. Oh, I'm, getting to, I'm, I'm getting to the point in my life where I'm like, Oh, Shame, it's, dude. it's it's a Thursday. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so maybe, yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have had like three support acts for a Thursday night. <laughs> it's yeah, it's how, play. like why a five band bill on Thursday and it's like doors are at eight or some shit. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like I'm never gonna leave here. Yeah, it's be awesome, but shit. Yeah, yeah we, we, weekends yeah. go nuts. Give me as many bands as you can. That like weeknights, let's keep it tight. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Yeah, I know I sound like a crotchety old man, but it's just the truth. Yeah, I hear that. I as a fan, you know, I'm like, oh man, like I don't want to be out super like crazy late. Like, you know, actually one of the last shows I went to, uh, you got to see All Out War um play. 
And um, I, they were done right. 11, 11.30, 11.45-ish, I feel like. That's not too bad. It really wasn't. It really wasn't bad. And the show, I think it started at, like, uh, like doors opened at, like, 6. Bands yeah, were on, at like, by 7 o'clock, you know? And it was a good night, you know? Hell, yeah. Everybody played, like, half hour, 40 minutes or so, you know? It was, like, it was nice. That's my favorite type of show. It's, like, a good handful of bands. They play, like, a 30-minute set, and you're out of there before midnight, like, that's yeah, that. it was a great. I, I'll, it was it was perfect. I couldn't complain. What's you know? the uh? What's the longest like opening band setup time you've ever seen? Oh man, well I'm not gonna name names. Oh but... no, no, you don't have to say names. Just length of time. Oh, length. oh yeah. Uh man, this one local band took like it was 45 minutes. Yeah, easily. Set, then they played for like like 70 minutes. They Ugh. they played. Just the longest, most obnoxiously boring set. The setup was like longer than our set was. Wow. It was so fucked. People it was bad. They were they were a black metal band that um, you know, go with the whole corpse paint and stuff. Uh-huh. But at the local level and without like the proper lighting and without like, you know, any sort of riffs or mystique or respect, like <laughs> it looks very silly. Yeah. Um and so <laughs> yeah. this this band took a bunch of time to set up took a bunch of time to put their face paint on played for like an hour. Um, and it was just nothing but immortal knockoff riffs. Um, and yeah, it was like, we were legitimately like looking at each other. Like, are they, they're going to do another one. Like they'd finish a song and be like, yay. And they'd be like, all right, we got four more. And like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck? <laughs> it was hell. For me, it was, uh, it was a hardcore band a while ago. And, uh, it was an hour setup. They were like an hour late to start the show. People were getting like genuinely upset in the audience, like starting to actually like, where the fuck's the show? Like, when's the show happening? Like, why are we here? Type thing. Yeah. And then uh, the dude showed up, and he was very obviously intoxicated. Um, oh, I, I was like, ah, <laughs> that's great. That's very professional. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's trash. Yeah, that's funny. I remember I went to like a, I was just at a bar and um was just meeting some of like my wife's friends and hanging out whatever and there was supposed to be a band playing i wasn't we weren't there to see the band at all it was like more just hanging out social stuff Mm -hmm. but um i guess they're like something happened to like their like one of their soundboards or something like that and it just like died so they couldn't play or get a recovery for like another like it was like two hours or something like that and people that were like actually there to see them were like starting to be like what the fuck you know oh so, yeah yeah but they, i mean yeah. they they weren't like hey man like they, they were just like they're literally like whatever it was like their hardware something something important was dead damn that's, that's a little more understandable at least i guess like technical yeah. issue. has that ever happened to you guys as a band we've Anything had fucked up? Uh, uh-huh. yeah we've had yeah. like uh hardware stuff get fucked up before we got on stage like that fargo brewing show like none of our pedal boards worked. The projectors that we normally have our light show playing on didn't work. No, the the projectors were fine for that show. It was just oh, the pedal okay. boards. But yeah, we've had we've had our we have a projector set up with like a timed light show to our set, um, and those were starting to act up. So we've stopped using them because uh, they were just a big pain in the ass to get set up. And then they'd get like jostled free, like the cords would get jostled free just because of how loud we are. And then they mm-hmm. just reset, and then we just have like one of our projectors just shining blue light constantly through the whole set. 
and it's just looks then that just looks silly so yeah um, we've never like taken a long time or like delayed anything because we we get to a point where we're like okay it's not working uh oh well we're gonna play yeah like there's nothing we can't do without there was one venue that we played that uh had a single monitor mix for the whole stage so like the drummer's monitor and my monitor and the guitar monitors all just on one chain um and all of the monitors were blasting at like 10,000 decibels and if i even like got close to it my mic started feeding back so oh, I, like, that was fun so i couldn't move and then on top of it um the cord that they gave me was like shorting out and stuff so i had to like hold the cord into place in order to scream into the microphone and then i couldn't move because i was trapped with two monitor wedges that if i went like a fucking foot either way <laughs> just screaming feedback out of the monitors <laughs> and so it was like i just like stayed put like well, here we go. I'm just going to stand here and do vocals at you and not really perform much. <laughs> They're like, this guy band sounds awesome. The front man's boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, he, does, he doesn't even have an instrument. Why is he just standing there? Um, so, yeah, that that show. And, you know, uh, then we also didn't get paid afterwards. And so it was just like a, a thing where we're just never going to go back there. Yeah, that was fun. But so yeah, that's that's, uh, that's that's the worst of our horror stories, though. I suppose is just you know minor technical difficulties and stuff. Yeah, nothing too serious. We don't have any like backing tracks or like it, it's just the guitars and the bass and the Al's amp has never caught on fire just before we were supposed to go on. <laughs> Not yet. Not fucking no, yet. Uh, no Jennifer's body type thing where you burn down the venue. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> uh, I just have two more for you guys. Then one is a fun one, and one is an ambush question. So. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> fun one is uh, if you could open for any band, uh, who would it be? Ooh, right up immediately off the top of my head, my brain right now is saying Wormed. Um, nice. If we, we could open up for Wormed, that would fucking rule. Yeah, my brain went teeth. I want to go to California and like do a fucking run with teeth. That'd be rad Just too. Up, up and down the California stretch. I yeah. would support awesome. um, both of those decisions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you do uh california i will be there hell yeah yeah, yeah that's that's something that we we reached out to the teeth guys and they're busy recording their next record but it's always Ooh. potentially uh an opportunity that we might do sometime next year is just fly out to california and try and put something together with them yeah that'd be yeah. awesome yeah. i uh, actually caught their last tour that they did down to san diego um i'm trying to think who they played with it was a really stacked show. Um, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. When um, the, was it the Infinite Something Garden? I can't remember. Uh, the Paroxysmal what? Butchering opens. They're from Orange County. Um, oh, sweet. They're actually coming on the podcast in like a few weeks as well. Um, yeah. Give me one second. I'll tell you who it was. because I, I remember they played with some other big name. Um, they were my 666th per, uh, Bandcamp purchase. Teeth based. Teeth, teeth was yeah. That's fucking sweet. Based. Hell yeah. yeah they, um, that uh, curse of entropy record is one of the fucking heaviest, nastiest records ever. I just got that, that on a new West. I love it. It's great. And then the uh, the final question, and this one we'll put you in the spot. That's fine. Don't worry. Everyone's like, oh man. Um, if you were trapped on a desert island with a solar powered discman and three CDs, what would they be? Um, uh, I've got one that came to mind right away. Alice in Chains' greatest hits. 
Mm. I just, I just nice. have all of the best Allison Chain songs. Awesome. Um, I yeah, this Desert Island question is always hard. It's this isn't the first time that I've been thrown that. Oh really? Um, probably for sure would be Godflesh, uh, songs of love and hate. Um, I'd probably take um any yeah. one of Revenge's albums. Nice. I probably take from Mars to Sirius. It's my favorite Gojira record, and I think it nice. it it fits my mood a lot of the time. It's and then, I'm gonna... nice. And then I'd take uh Deftones, um, and I'd be split between White Pony and Diamond Eyes, but I'd take a uh, Deftones it's... record, a Gojira White record, Pony. and an Alice in Chains record. Yeah, White Pony. That's right. I'm going. White. Yeah, White Pony would be the choice for me for Deftones for sure, but I think I'm going. Godflesh, Songs of Love and Hate, um, Revenge's newest record, and the album by the Champs that has the song Tequila on it. Because I would look <laughs> forever for the rest of my life. And hates that song now because I just won't stop doing it all the time. I was uh, I was ha- I was half expecting your ambush question to be something like so. What do you think about Chris Barnes? Uh, well, I mean, now that you've asked it, what do you what do you think about Chris Barnes? Well, I think he's the best vocalist to ever have walked this planet. Oh yeah, especially lately. Oh, yeah, yeah he's only gotten better with time. <laughs> like a fun no, that, line. That that was an ambush question. That one I was on a you know another podcast was interviewing and we were talking and then all of a sudden he just goes in on like. Chris Barnes hates modern death metal vocalists. As a modern death metal vocalist, what do you think? And I was like, whoa, all right. <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't expecting this one. <laughs> yeah, it's for him, it's like, I don't know. I, I definitely respect his contribution to the scene and what he did back in the day, but I yeah. definitely don't respect anything he's done in in, in the recent memory um, or his behavior as a musician. Um, yeah, in general, but just human, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, he just, just keeps just being more and more wild. But yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, those early Cannibal Corpse records with his like art direction and everything, like he helped cement um, a foundation for death metal, and yeah, that was sure. very, that was very important. But then he then you know just kind of went on and has just sort of casually rolled downhill. It, honestly he's, he's one of those people where if he stayed off social media he, he would be a lot better off like he just needs to <laughs> oh yeah to oh, not yeah. post stuff um <laughs> yeah. 80% and he, of the hate is about dumb shit that he says on social media i mean sometimes right. he's yeah. got, sometimes he's got a point but like he just has such a bad way of like communicating it exactly yeah it's like, like that whole take about modern death metal sucking i was like dude like come on it's right. just the easy fucking like low blow low effort just like man crabby exactly (laughs) it's just so not true as well it's like the scene is like flourishing if anything like in recent years like i I can't i keep saying this but since covid has kind of been the golden age of underground music like new music just the amount of shit stuff that has come out since covid started is mind-blowing yeah and i I kind of figured it would either be one or the other either would it would be like a sea of just a fucking bunch of just swill just no good crap or it's going to be a ton of really cool powerful stuff and luckily it's been a ton of really cool powerful stuff mm-hmm. yeah there's, there's definitely a lot of crap too but through, oh, there's it, a- crap. yeah it's, it's woven in that's so like there's so much good stuff like 
I think mm. it's the fact that people had to, had to take a step back from playing live. So a lot of people would spend more time writing and like sort of working mm-hmm. on collaborative stuff. So just, yeah, just quality stuff. Yeah, definitely. Also, the other thing is uh, the number of people that kind of stepped away from the whole, I can only be in a band with people in the same place as me. That whole mindset's gone now, which is awesome because you have all these people from different parts of the world, different parts of the country making these killer projects. Yeah, that is all very cool for sure. And I have noticed that more recently. That makes sense. Yeah, there's a lot of bands that are like, you look them up on Metalum or Metalum or whatever, and it's like uh, Ohio and Poland. Yeah, like, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. It's cool though, because it has these like people with unique skill sets that are kind of teaming up that never did before. So you have these like killer groups forming. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we've kept you guys on here for a really long time. So <laughs> we will let you go. But just before you do, um, for anyone who's listening, where's what? where should they follow you on socials and where should they buy your music? Uh, so you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And I think that's it for socials. Um, and if you want to buy our music, check it out on Bandcamp. Nothingness, uh, uh, what is it? www.bandcamp.nothingnessmn.com. You were close. Close? Plays yeah. guy. It's, it's nothingnessmn.bandcamp.com. Bam. There so, we go. Yeah, It's nothingness uh, and then where we're uh, from, Minnesota. But if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's nothingness underscore is underscore death. Um, that's our yep. that's the best way to find out things that we're up to and stuff because we post to our story and stay updated there. The Facebook a little bit less so, but um, yeah, you can also find us on Facebook. And uh, mm-hmm. people can get your album through Everlasting Spew as well, right? Yes. So yep. Yeah. All all international orders should be handled by Everlasting Spew. Um, if you're in Europe. Uh, their everlasting spew.com will take care of you. Shout out Tito and Giorgio. Yeah, yeah. They've, been, they've been great through this whole process. They have an amazing awesome label. label. Yeah, I was going to say, like, just about every single band on there is immense. Yeah, they got so, good shit. Yeah, no, they definitely do. Some that oldies, actually... some goodies, new new bands. Like, yeah, they have a lot of good stuff. Yeah, they it's a good their, spread. Yeah, they keep their, uh, like, ears to the underground keep their nose to the grindstone like they tito just always seems to be working mm-hmm. yeah That's they actually good. just put out an album from a friend of mine um i can't remember who one of the members of the band knows him uh nicholas turner oh uh i know nick turner he's Are in you nick? Uh, he's in uh causal intrusion yeah 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 intrusion rules yeah the great band i yeah. uh yeah our friends i do like a lot of his pr stuff for his uh his his projects sweet yeah, we chat with him. He uh, oh, yeah. he was on. He did a project on Everlasting Spew recently as one of his like standalone one because he does a lot of stuff with Jared Moran. I don't know if you know if you yeah. that name. The Colst, wasn't it? Yeah, um, no, it was. There was another one, Sermon of Rot. That's what it was. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know that was Nick. That's nuts. Yes, Nick and Jared. Um, wow. And then uh, they they have like Slog together. They're in. Um, they have a bunch of other ones. They're both in Sonic Madness and Out of the Mouth of Graves. And then yep. uh, so many projects. Jared's another one of those dudes that's just fucking like. Oh, he's prolific. That he he's in like five thousand bands. It's, it's just crazy. Is he I don't the know drummer? He, yeah, yeah, he's Jared. the drummer. Yeah, yeah. he, he uh, does vocals on some projects too. Like he has a lot of his solo stuff. He does the um, like uh, vocals on that as well. But uh, he's mostly drummer. I say, because I was talking to the Warren Mantle guys and they were telling me about uh, a causal intrusion side project. So now I'm blanking on the name of like, wasn't Lord Worm because that's the cryptopsy vocalist, but it was something like yeah. that. Cryptworm, maybe? Crypt- no. Worm. Crypt- not- worm. Familiar. 
that's a different band, but so uh, Jared was in a cost. Yeah, Jared was. Yeah, in it wasn't. It wasn't Nick. Um, oh, the one yeah. I'm trying to think of was. Man, why can't I? Oh, uh, Justin Volus, who's another friend of mine. He, uh, him and Jared and Nick team up a lot too. They're all three in Sonic Madness and uh, Out of the Mouth of Grace, but they also do Maggot Crown together. Oh, um, so it's just like Fair, this massive interwoven. Feral Lord, that's what I was trying to come up with. Feral Lord, yeah, that's them too. That was the name I couldn't come up with. But yeah, that's another project of theirs that I've checked out that I've enjoyed. Yeah, I, I actually I like did that. the the uh, PR for that, the latest album uh, for Feral Lord as well. Oh, dope. Oh. Yeah. But uh, anyway, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, we can get you back on anytime you have a new album. Come out and talk about that one. Hell yeah. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. It was a blast. Yeah, thank uh, you guys. Yeah. You guys are cool as hell, and hopefully we don't take. Too. Hopefully we don't take three years before we put out the next one. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, we yeah. Something like that. If you make your way out to Hartford, man, hit me up. Yeah, we'll let you know, dude. Yeah, and thank you to everyone who listened, and uh, tune in next week for another guest lined up. <laughs> <laughs>